0: Hey everyone, I'm Halise Beast, a digital storyteller and video producer.
1: Hey, and I'm Mr. Hollies. I am a fan of Aqua Longers, uh, which is made by Warpcore Studios and available on Steam, and I'm a nurse.
0: <laughs> wow. And this is the Beast Cast, your favorite aunt and uncle talking about all things married life and things like such as. Roll the music. <laughs> So, uh, Mr. Halis mentioned Aqualingers. That is our friend Diego's video game that he came out with. He built the whole thing from scratch, and uh, we're just like we're we're the we're fans of just him.
1: So, and it's a fun game.
0: It's a, it's actually, like it's legitimately a good game. If you follow this channel, then you have seen Diego before. Anyway, we're we're we are we we can not Well, saying. we can, but you know they want to get to the meat of the content. Right? He's a good dude. He is a very good
1: dude today's content Today, today's topic is
0: yes. So today's topic in true clickbait fashion and riding a wave, if you will, we're discussing Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith's red table red table talk episode because why not? You know, um, those of y'all listening, these podcast episodes end up on YouTube as well. But if you watch Will Smith on YouTube, he literally did like a crossover platform situation in one of his vlogs and essentially cross promoted not only his YouTube channel, but also Red Table Talk, which is his wife's show that is on Facebook. Um, and so for me, as a video producer watching it, like watching the whole crossover of two different essential arenas, essentially arenas in content creation, I was like, dang. Y'all did that, you know? (laughs) Um, So from purely from the production perspective, mad respect. I wanted to talk about, there was a point in that episode that they discussed that hit me that I wanted to like dive in with you a little bit and are in relation to us. And so I'm going to play it um, so y'all can hear slash see it.
2: You know how I'm a scientist. So everything is science for Mm -hmm. me. Yes. I read something when we first got together that the most successful men in history have been married. Right. Right? Right. And for me, I knew that I would squander my life if I was running around.
1: Yeah.
2: OK. The way my mind works, I can only excel for a woman. Oh. Like, I can't. Aww.
0: Right? Men are like that though. Yeah. I think the I think women are are true motivators for men.
2: And the one thing that I think has has been the greatest motivator and asset for me with you is your absolute refusal to accept anything from me other than the best that I could possibly be. Right,
1: and vice versa. Oh, That's his daughter. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just I'm just hearing the awe, and it's like, well, so you're That's a little awing... condescending. <laughs> it, it, it is condescending, and I'm sorry that it is. Yeah. But...
0: No, her, she is a little condescending in that.
1: That's so. I don't think that is condescending. I just think that is naivete. Mm. Um, because she's like, oh well, my, I'm hearing like a romantic thing, and I'm hearing a romantic thing coming from my dad. Your father figure is kind of like who you base and who you compare other. Males into? Man, this, that's is another, true. this is another podcast episode. Which is true, yeah. Anyway, but she's like, Oh, that's so cute. I was like, yeah, but if you listen. If you really listen. Well, if you listen to like everything else that we heard, and again, that's all editing, but everything else leading up to that was how there was friction and there was stuff going on. And then it yeah. like, oh, this one romantic thing. Aw. Yeah.
0: I found it very interesting because I could see that parallel with you and I as well. I feel like we, once the more serious we became, the more serious you became about your own um, trajectory and where you were trying to go.
1: You mind if I take first crack at this?
0: No, cuz I because the other thing I don't want to I don't want to reduce your I don't want to reduce reduce the reason why you're you've had the trajectory of a career you've had is because you got married. I don't want to reduce it to that either. I just want to see how much of it really was a factor for you.
1: So initially I didn't think that I felt under that that I also found that a woman or like my partner was a strong motivator for me, but then you reminded me, no, remember when we got married, and then then the brain remembered, oh, right. I, I worked that much harder, there was that much more drive to get something done. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's intrinsic and extrinsic factors yeah. into why that's true, for me at least. So intrinsically, within the marriage itself, just between the two partners, your life decisions affect two people now, So regardless of how much communication you have between you and your spouse, you are always going to feel that there is kind of this unspoken, like, expectation that, you know, again, it's not just my life, it's our life. Yeah. And so it's not just my income, it's our income. And so regardless of whether they're saying, oh, well, we don't have enough money or, you know, it'd be nice if we had this or that and, like, beyond materialistic stuff, you just feel like, am I doing enough for our unit? Excuse me. And at the time when we first got married, the answer was obviously no. <laughs> but, and then if you look extrinsic or like external to the marriage, then there's the family. So it's not necessarily my family, it's more your family.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And again, not that there was any pressure or expectations, but there was the perceived pressures of how are you providing for my daughter? And again, all of this is very you know, very, very hetero or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then aside from that, there's society. So it's right. like, how are y'all doing? What are you doing?
0: And when they say, how are y'all doing? There's this unspoken understanding that most people are coming at that from like, if they're asking me, are you, it's more like, are you as the wife being provided for? You know, um, that's then like the perception, the projection that's onto you.
1: As the, from the male perspective, it's how are you providing for, your family or unit or whatever right um and again and we we talked about this last night at dinner talking about the perils of male (laughs) of maleness you know it's like oh it must be so hard being a man just having (laughs) the burden of carrying around male genitalia (laughs) it's just like it wears on you Having all of that privilege, I know,
0: but there is something, which is why feminism is important. Because then it becomes, it's not about, oh well, just women need to be on top. No, it's about pulling away some of that, like some of that um, pressure and strain that is not necessary. Right, it's not necessary for you to feel this way as a man. What you need to provide. To me as your wife, if anything at all, you know, equality, part of that is like it will trickle up, it will help you.
1: (laughs) So, what I, but really, like aside from, you know, there's like internal and external factors, um, it's really like being in a marriage holds up a mirror to your life. If someone holds up a mirror to you in a marriage and you do not see, it, it shouldn't be like, oh, I see my flaws. It should be like, oh, I see the ways that I should be improving. Yeah. But yeah, so it's, it's not like me feeling like I need to be the pinnacle. I need to be like the fulcrum, the thing that like holds everything up, mm-hmm. right? But it's, am I contributing as much as I could? No. Do I have the drive to do better? Yes. Do I have the means of doing better? Yes. I have the mental faculties and I have the education and the ability to get student loans or whatever, but... <laughs> Like I have the means, I know which resources to tap into to achieve this. Okay. Do I have the drive to achieve it? Yes. Then do it. Wait. Up. Oh, at... This just in. <laughs> beep 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 beep, <laughs> beep 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 beep.
0: All right. Uh, this just in. So if you're new to the Beast Cast, welcome. Welcome. Thank you for stopping by.
1: Even uh, if it's on accident.
0: Even if it's on accident, we're happy to me- we're happy to meet you. Meet. Meet. Meet you. Meet. Meets me.
1: It's good to meet you. That's going to be part of it now. To
0: meet you. One thing you can do if the spirit moves you to support the Beast Cast is check us out on Anchor and support us on Anchor. You can give monthly to the Anchor platform um, and that will help us out a lot. But no pressure. We're just happy you're here.
1: We're also available wherever your favorite podcasts are.
0: Right. Wherever you're listening to us, drop a comment, review, Good or bad, because criticism is how you grow. Amen. Um, and let us know. Rate the rate the beast cast so that way we can keep making it better and improving it
1: for you. Or leave us a voicemail because one, constructive criticism, keep yeah. it holy. <laughs> um or come up with ideas about what we should talk about, what we could yes, talk about.
0: Yes, we're always open to getting new uh new topics because yo, we need topics. You know?
1: Mm. For real. Now back to what that fool was talking about. That fool being Mr. Hollys Yeah, not I'm not talking. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Again, but I'm a member of the patriarchy. <laughs> I don't know why I went a little southern there. I'm a member of the patriarchy.
0: Yeah, you're like projecting what you think. Of. Anyway. I'm not. Mm. Well, not think we're southern, so we know. Anyway. Back to the show. Yeah. For me, in my career, marriage was not the catalyst for me to push myself. I always had already, I'd been already doing it, you know, well, and and you had too, because you had already achieved quite a bit considering. Where you would come from and what you would, you know, like
1: considering your circumstance. Well, Dang it, I keep hitting this. So, I mean, I had already, I had graduated from my college.
0: Yeah, you went to Notre, you went to Notre, you should say that. You went to Notre Dame. That's a big deal considering you're from a border city, a border town, grew up in a, like, grew up in a more or less middle class
1: See, but so all of that, like I had to break away from this is like, oh, I graduated from Notre Dame, but like to what? Like what did, what did I get out of it? I had a Mm -hmm. bachelor's degree.
0: Yeah.
1: And it was from Notre Dame. Notre Dame is what it is, but it's not an Ivy. And it's like, there's all these little detractions, right? Okay. But I, but I graduated, Uh moved back home, worked as a unit clerk, but I did that for six months and then saved up enough money to move to San Antonio, found a job in San Antonio that was just going to be the placeholder. While I went back to school, and I wanted to go back, get a biology degree. So I had enrolled at UTSA to take science courses, to build up my resume, to get into med school. Yeah, That's what I was trying to do. But that fell through, and I ended up treading water in that call center for a little bit longer, and just thinking, well, how can I manifest this into something? Yeah, And then you came along, another opportunity had popped up. Yeah. For me to move into not administration in a call center, but like slightly above the like the underlings that are toiling away <laughs> on the phones. Um and we could have stayed here, but it was better for you to move to Austin. Yeah. And so doing a tabula rasa like a clean slate thing in Austin it was like, Okay, I'm back in healthcare as a unit clerk because that's the experience that I had. What can I do? To do something with this right and so there was a drive but it it, it stalled and then there was that kickstart again of looking myself in the mirror what am i contributing to the marriage hmm. my wife is trying to be successful with stuff is this all i can be hmm. no so again it's just like that self-reflection
0: so would you say that money is the big motivator for you then
1: um enabling us to have a level of comfort. Yeah. That's what it was. Okay. To me. But yeah, so I I don't want to say again that the marriage or that you were what jump started it for me. It was just confronting confronting my inner demon. Yeah. Con- confronting my issues of saying like I know that you're un- like you're not happy with where you're at. Yeah. And I know you wanted to do better. You wanted to do better for 2 years now. Yeah. So then do something about it.
0: So not settling.
1: And the other thing, not settling, and the other yeah. thing is when we were dating, we we had come on this conversation before and you had said, if you ever got to the point where you were just complacent and you had no drive, I don't know if I could be with you. Did I say that to you? You said that to me. Ooh. <laughs> well, because essentially it's like, well, if you if you ever
0: Dang, I was cutthroat.
1: <laughs> well, no, I mean, it, it, but you made Which sense. Which is true.
0: I can't be with someone who's complacent. Right, so if so. I would have
1: just stayed at a call center and oh, become yeah, like a call like, center manager and then whatever. Yeah, no. Well,
0: not even that. It's one, not even I would have hated myself. Well, but, no, it's not even about where what you would be. It's just like if your drive is to be the best call center manager you can be. Then do it. Then okay, I can support that drive. It was For me, it was more just like I don't care what you want to do with your life you just need to have the drive. Oh, so and now, do you it. now you <laughs> remember.
1: Now you remember. Yeah. But so that was the other impetus. That was the Dang, other spark.
0: I said that though. Sorry,
1: so I, I kind of um took the reins there.
0: No, you- that's fine. I mean, so I pre- <coughs> like I just wanted to talk to you about it cuz the way I heard that was just like I don't know if it's just men especially someone like Will Smith. I mean, he's always had drive, but he was already on Fresh Prince before he met.
1: I just thought that.
0: Yeah, he was already on Fresh Prince before he met Jada, right? So he already obviously had motivation, obviously. But the fact that he feels like the motivation came from her rather than of his own accord, even though it's obvious if you see the trajectory of his career, he already had it, you know? Right. Why her? Why her? Or like, why is he, why is he reducing his own motivation to her?
1: That might've just been the fact that he's playing to, which audience are you playing to? Mm, okay. That's a fair point. Who listens to Red Table.
0: Yeah. It's going to be mostly women. I right.
1: Mean. But you elicit the same response that his daughter had, yeah. which was you hear this wholesome man, mm. this like, I mean, essentially America's sweetheart yeah. as a man. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Um. This really approachable, like dude, and he says, Oh, I would not be able to, like, I would have squandered my life, like, looking for something if I wasn't with you, so- something along those lines. Well,
0: squandered, he's talking about like if he was playing fast and loose and just having women, and you know,
1: or just like not being in a stable relationship, right. I guess. Yeah. And then his daughter cooed at it, and she yeah. said, Oh. And that's the reaction.
0: That he wants everyone watching online to have. And again,
1: we're not saying that he's manipulative. No, that
0: that could genuinely be.
1: If you see how well catered all of this was. Yes. (laughs) How am I, like, I expect it now. Like, that's probably what he did. Right.
0: But. And he even mentions in part two where they talk about, he is very much, he talks about how he was very aware of how his family is perceived by everybody, which to his credit, you should be, you know, if you have that much clout around yourself. Unfortunately, you you need to be
1: self-aware, you know? Right, everything you say. Everything you say Will be and worked do over with the fine-tooth comb. Does
0: matter, so you have to have that level of self-awareness in your life. Even with us, like, we're nobody. <laughs> and I am still self-aware of what I represent.
1: I am a somebody. To... I am a strong independent woman <laughs> who plays aqua lungers, aqua lungers out on uh, Steam.
0: Stop it. <laughs> but I'm very much aware of just how I am perceived by everyone.
1: I mean, so, okay, well, let's let's do the feminist, um, let's play this from the pe- feminist spin then, okay, right? Okay, yeah. So, why is he saying that a woman has to be an object of like manipulation oh. so it's like oh well i find that i work best through a like with a woman not not necessarily pushing me but like for a woman yeah and it's like that sounds like it should be empowering to women but, but it's, it's really not. more like you're just using them
0: which that's that was going to be the next thing i was going to bring up when she when they for talk about yeah sorry. no but yeah when she talked about yeah I cut you off i'm sorry mm-hmm. <laughs> um copy when Jada talks about how they met and how she was gonna, she had bought a ranch in uh, Baltimore great. and then he called and was like, all slick about it. Well, you're seeing me now. And she was like, okay, and just flew right back and never stepped foot on that ranch. And Willow talks and mentions, like, oh, well, you know, I know that growing up with you now, I know that life, that was something you wanted. And then she didn't pursue it. And true, it's of her own. She made a choice, right? we all make choices, but it, it for me it spoke to a certain level of how much women in general, especially once they get married, feel this pressure, whether the spouse is actually presenting that pressure to them or not, to bend and lose a bit of themselves. Homogenize,
1: to like, yeah. yeah.
0: To lose a bit of themselves, because I could see, you know, and she, of course, you know, the beauty of time, right, she's like, well, yeah, I lost it, but what did I gain? And of course, you know, her daughter sitting right there and she sure. is happy about that and her son. But it is like, that was a life you wanted for yourself. You what's, know?
1: A, what's a good example of that is you possibly staying in LA mm-hmm. if you weren't married or like in a relationship and then also yeah, the last name thing. Because that bothered you too. Dude, you that bothered talk about me those
0: two a things? lot. I think I even, if you go back far enough on my channel, there's a video about it.
1: <laughs> oh, you slammed me on the channel way back when. Cool.
0: I didn't slam you. I just- Link
1: in the video above.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. if um, When I was in my undergraduate at UT, the whole entire reason I went to UT was for their film school. And the whole reason I went to that specific film school was because they offered a s- domestic study abroad program where you could fly to LA and spend a semester in LA interning, learning the business and all that. And the idea being that like, ideally you do that as one of your last semesters and you just stay out there and you've spearheaded yourself to start a career.
1: This is the University of Texas, not the University of Tennessee. Sorry. The UT.
0: Sorry. The University of Texas at Austin.
1: Right. The proper one. (laughs) And then to start a flame war with with Tennessee. (laughs) Stop it.
0: So yeah, I had been been studying to do this UTLA program uh, for a while. And then I met you. And I remember that was a little, that was a point of, (laughs) I remember that was a point of contention for us for a bit was that. I already, I, I remember I let you know from the jump, like, I'm still going to LA, Right. that's not, I'm not changing that, just because I met you. Even though I love you very much and I want this relationship to work, I will be very, I know I will resent you if I don't go and try, you know? And you were not okay for, I mean you got over it, leading up to me going, because it was like I'm going, so.
1: <laughs> but. And I don't necessarily know, it, so it, it wasn't you leaving, Right. That bothered me. It was the the prospect or the idea that you would not come back. Yeah, like you would go there and either you would like fall in love with the city, fall in love with the culture, or mm-hmm. like find a really good job, and then like you would not come back. And so then I got it. It got in my head, and it was like, oh well, I don't need to stay here anyway.
2: Yeah.
1: Like I'll just move over there if need be.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: But that also led me to proposing. Which I still contend was not a trap. Like it was not me ensnaring you. I still say that I was just showing you my commitment. <laughs> <laughs> I was just make, I was just showing you my commitment in that. It's like I am serious enough in this relationship that there is something for you here. Mm-hmm. Like regardless of Where whether you're coming is. right, whether you're coming back to San Antonio, like I am committed to you. So if you're going to stay in LA, I will go to LA and find a job.
0: Okay.
1: Um, like that, and I I believe that's what I had told you on the phone. Right. At some point.
0: It was. Um, so, but so fast forward, I went in. I went out to LA already engaged. Um. And so that definitely painted a color of how I saw LA, and and, and you know whether LA had worked out or not. I what I ended up coming back from that was. I do not regret going out there. You know, I do not regret doing that for myself because it was a vision I'd had for myself before you. Right. And it was something I had worked so hard for to build towards myself. And for me, it was, it was, I like tying it back to Will and Jada, like knowing that Jada never even got to experience that life for herself. And it was something that she obviously actively wanted to pursue where it's like you stopped acting you made the money you wanted to make stopped acting and set yourself up to have the life you wanted and you didn't even get the opportunity to do that of your own choice but still you missed it you know what i mean
1: right so she could have just said sure we'll but make you, it work but you're coming no you're coming to me
0: you're coming to me or we're going to do some distance situations something you know
1: but they were both very young in the relationship so were anyway. we, though. Well, yeah, but you do stupid things. Well, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not saying what she did was stupid, but... You do... I'm sure she might have done things differently... Yeah. ...had it been Jada as she is now as opposed to Jada back when she... Back yeah, when it
0: happened. totally. So there was... That was a bit <clears throat> that we... That was a stint that we went through of one of us having motivation and, like, dedication to an idea regardless of the other person that we wanted to pursue... And then also, yeah, when we finally did get married, I definitely had like an internal conflict with myself on the name change. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of it was because I had defined myself, I didn't, I didn't realize how much I was, like just with the name change, how much you're, you're forsaking your family.
1: Well, how much your identity is tied.
0: Yeah, to, to your name, yeah. you know. Because um,
1: you had brought up, well, would you change your name? Yeah. And I was protective You of were too. like,
0: no. And I and I told. I remember telling you, like.
1: <laughs> what a part of the patriarchy, right? <laughs> Idiot.
0: <laughs> Past you. Also, and I remember, yeah, and I remember breaking it down to you. Like, yeah, I mean, because you see, I was like, you see yourself as a Narvaez, right? It's like, I am a Clemens, though. That's not leaving me. Just because I'm married to you, I'm still who I am. I don't want to forsake my family.
1: Right. So would you... So Okay, so what was the compromise that you did?
0: So the compromise... Well, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily a compromise. It was just something my mother told me to do because of the way social security works, which is very frustrating. So my full name is technically... My last name is technically Clemens Narais. No Not hyphen. a No hyphen, but there's a space. But... That wasn't a compromise. That was a technicality. <laughs> oh,
1: but and so I'm sure that I know that your opinion of it is still the same. Would you do the same thing if you could do it over again?
0: Hindsight, now, yes. But you would still do it. I would still do it only because, what? I'm going to explain why, though, because from an artist's perspective, Halis Narvaez sounds better than Halise Clemens. It's, that's it. That's the only reason.
1: <laughs> if y'all are furrowing your brow at home, um, I'm doing the same thing.
0: I'm not going to lie to you. Artistically, like as an artist, so many artists change their names,
1: right? But I mean, if y'all want a justification that Mr. Hallease is a monster, I mean, I guess this episode is, <laughs> is that. And <laughs> we were going to put that out for prosperity. Or, yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Is
0: that prosperity? Uh, but so here's and here's another reason oh, why, though. Sorry. <laughs> no, but here's a re- another reason why if I could go back, I wouldn't
1: Posterity. <laughs> <laughs> Doing something for posterity. It's going to kill me. Someone's going to correct me. They're like, no, stupid. Okay. You graduated from where?
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Idiot. <laughs> um, but yeah, if I- another reason why if I could go back, I would still keep it is because I realized later on that having Halise was my way to still keep my identity and but also acknowledge the commitment to you that I had to.
1: Honoring the past. Honoring
0: but... the past but acknowledging my new future. So Halise, for those of y'all who don't know, I go by my middle name, which is Halise, and that's my grandmother. I was named after her. Um, and so, yeah, going by that is like a way to always honor where I've come from and maintain that identity. And also recognize that I am part of a different family too now, Narvice, and have that too. So in hindsight, yeah, I would still go by Narvice or whatever. Excuse me. Or whatever. <laughs> or whatever, yeah. But it's tough, man, working through all of that from the feminine perspective. Because I mean, like, you didn't have to think about that.
1: Well That's the whole point of getting married. It's just like this big social show. Mm. Yeah. show a force that acknowledged before god and all the other people who effectively are the god in your community mm. and dictate who and what you are Ooh, getting deep then it is known to them that you are now merged as one being
0: <laughs> one flesh
1: if you try to break it apart we still gonna talk behind your back yeah oh she would she was with that man that That nasty man that made her do things, change her last name.
0: You had some difficulties when I was entertaining the idea of not changing my name.
1: But I also... So you said I didn't have to go through the same thing, but you had asked me and, like, propositioned if I would actually legitimately change my name. Mm -hmm. And so there was a couple days where I was actually thinking about it. Like, it wasn't the same level of um, distress that you went through. Right. At least, like, I'm not comparing it. No. But internally, it was...
0: Yeah, you were like, "Oh, well, damn!"
1: <laughs> I was like, "Well, I mean, we had even like thought about it. Like, what if we just changed our names completely?"
0: Yeah. Oh, I, did, yeah. We didn't we entertain that? We were like, "What if we just came up with a new name?" Yeah. Then? Yeah. But then we were like, "No, we're not ridiculous like that. We can't take it
1: that far. That's too much." Well, I mean, you know? it's like it's two people coming together as one. So like, we could have done that. But... We could
0: have. <clears throat> yeah. Our families were already like. These people are... We, we were already a lot. Yeah. For both sides of the family to deal with. We were already a lot. Whatever, man. We didn't need to push it.
1: Leave and cleave.
0: <laughs> Check that episode out.
1: So, in summary...
0: In summary... Mr.
1: Halise is a monster. Um, Will Smith uh, used his wife for his own gain. I did, too. We're all flawed as far as men. And... Um, no
0: in summary in summary it's hard (laughs) in summary you have outside forces in summary and and inside forces full circle
1: that was my idea
0: yeah well in well it's like you have no one's right I think is what the
1: summary is. Is that just what we're going to come to every single episode?
0: Well, that it's just like you're just people. You're just trying to figure it out, yeah. you know? And you have a lot of outside forces as far as like social structures and things like that you have to deal with and either you conform to them or you make a concerted effort to push past them. Mm. And much of our story is pushing past them. <laughs> Sometimes begrudgingly. To me, at the, ep- at the epicenter of what I feel like my job is as your wife, is to help you to be the best version of yourself, right? I just That's what I define being a wife as, nothing else.
1: And I feel the same. Yeah.
0: How do you define being a partner in a relationship? What does that mean to you?
1: And think about the influences that you have with other people.
0: Yeah, what do you expect from your partner? because of social constructs and culture. Um, And are those things actually good or do you think they might be actually detrimental? Mm. But anyway, you know, for what it's worth, Will and Jada, thanks. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. bye. (laughs) Goodbye.